the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Nice to be with you on a Thursday afternoon, a beautiful Thursday afternoon here in the capital city where you better mask up if you're trying to stay on the good side of Andrew Ginther. If you're like me, you don't really prioritize that in your life. You just do what you've been doing as the public health professionals tell us that COVID cases are accumulating and that our hospitals are going to be overrun and that we got to do something. I'm a big fan of and recognizer of the necessity for leadership. Nowhere in the leadership this calendar year have I seen leaders calming people. Yeah, the numbers look bad. Here's the context. We have much better mitigation factors. We have vaccines. This is a virus The survival rate is 98.5% at worst. Excise people who have obesity, comorbidities, are elderly. The survival rate is nearly 100%. I don't know why none of that is ever mentioned. Well, I kind of do. Because Andrew Ginther matters more on the day he issues an indoor mask order than he ever really matters any other day. And so he wants to insulate himself from criticism, which is, by the way, a very, very weak trait in any leader. Uh, Good leaders, great leaders, are willing to shoulder the burden and are willing to tell the truth. He's not willing to tell the truth. He is telling you that he knows how to fix this by masking up and getting everyone vaccinated when our numbers really aren't any, well, no, actually, if you look at the story yesterday, oh, remember the alarmist story? Oh, COVID is three times worse now than it was last Labor Day. Well, okay. Last Labor Day, we didn't have any vaccines. And last Labor Day, everybody was wearing masks. Now we have vaccines and it's worse. So, What good are vaccines? Hmm. Logical questions. But there are no logical answers. If you ask, you are anti-vax. No, I'm not anti-vax. I'm anti-stupid. I'm anti-panic. I'm anti-feckless leadership. And that is all I see from our president and from our mayor. The president today will take his turn. He will announce new measures aimed at keeping us all safe. Uh, They will make no difference because this is the one true ism in all this is that this is a very contagious virus and that it is going to defeat all the 
best efforts that we marshaled to try to stop it. Wearing masks, getting shots, getting boosters, on and on and on. Nothing's really made that much of an impact, has it? And we don't ever talk about survival rates. We don't ever talk about natural immunity. We don't ever talk about the fact that maybe it's not a bad thing that a lot of young people are getting COVID. Maybe it's a good thing. Maybe it'll help us arm the populace in general with the herd immunity that we've strived to build through these other failed measures. We don't ever even allow for that possibility, which of course is another reflection of the horrible leadership of the people who we have put in office to do what they are doing to us, which is clamping down and overreaching. Uh, This just in, the U.S. Department of Justice will be reviewing the Columbus Division of Police. Zach Klein, the city attorney, and the aforementioned Andrew Ginther asked for this because, of course, they did do something, right? Uh, We have Andre Hill, shot and killed by a police officer. Uh, We have Casey Goodson, who dies in a shooting of as-yet unresolved uh, means. And, yes, we have the obligatory mention of 16-year-old Micaiah Bryant and the publicization, why can't I speak? The publicization of the officer who shot her. Franklin County Prosecutor's Office, what are you doing on that case? That happened in May. Anybody can look at that video and tell that that officer, whose name I won't mention here until he is hailed as and lauded for being the hero that he was in saving the life of another young woman who was under threat of Micaiah Bryant wielding a knife. What are you waiting for to dispense with that case? You think it's just the least bit discouraging to Columbus police officers when an officer out of the academy, what, a year, maybe a year and a half, faced with an immediate dire situation upon rolling up on a call, reacted perfectly according to his training. And May to June, June to July, July to August, August to September. We're four months from that shooting, and he still twists in the wind while you, what, shuffle the papers because you're afraid of angering the community by saying that it was a justifiable act on his part? Yeah. Great. How many cops has that demoralized into retiring early? Those that have not been so impacted likely will be by this arrival of Merrick Garland and his henchmen, who in tandem with Andrew Ginther's Police Oversight Review Board will do everything they can to stomp on the vestiges of the dignity that remains in the division of police among the officers. What an abject failure Andrew Ginther is as a mayor. It was heartening yesterday to see a large procession of patriots honor Navy Corpsman Max Soviak as his remains uh, were transported along U.S. Route 250 to his home in uh, northeast Ohio. Northwest Ohio, I guess it would be, since uh, 
Berlin Center, Ohio, and Milan, Ohio. It took 20 minutes for the procession that included uh, motorcycle cops from Columbus Police uh, paying their tribute to Max Soviak. So, so sad for that family. Uh, so sad for those who knew him. The um, death of a soldier always hits home. I think it's felt more widespread in a small town just because everybody knows either him or knows his family. And the size of that community is indicative of small communities all over the country where young men and young women go off to serve their country and some of them unfortunately come home the way Max Soviak came home. So we will be reflecting on that tomorrow on September the 10th as it'll be our last show the week of September the 11th. Joe Biden is going to attend ceremonies at the Pentagon, at Shanksville, Pennsylvania, and at the Towers. I don't think that will resonate with very many people. I just don't think he has the capacity or the energy or the cognitive ability to capture the moment. He doesn't. He didn't capture the moment two weeks ago today. Yes, it's been only two weeks ago since Max Soviak and 12 other American service members were murdered by a terrorist suicide bomb. Two weeks. Two weeks. Does it feel that fresh to you? It is important, I think, for us to remember that for a long, long time, because the Biden administration would dearly love to move on from it. They can't wait to move on from it. They are convinced we're going to move on from it. They are convinced, because of our t- short attention spans and our own self-absorption, that we're not going to focus on or keep in the forefront of our frame of reference this transformative moment in American history where we betrayed our allies, where we gave back to the same people who enabled 3,000 Americans to be killed on September the 11th. We gave back control of a country we had wrested away from them. We just gave it back to, and this is how tone-deaf Joe Biden is, he thought, score a political victory a take a victory lap. He even wanted to do it on September the 11th. The man has no understanding, no understanding of courage, of valor, of service, of sacrifice. Dennis Prager, who visited with us at 1133, um, captured Joe Biden perfectly uh, when he said that He is a total crook and a consummate liar. He is. And so that's the face that will purportedly speak for all of us, uh, commemorating one of the darkest days in our country's history.
Tolerance is a word we hear a lot in our society these days. It is important to be tolerant, but don't expect it from those who preach it. A couple cases in point. Did you see overnight? The Biden administration yesterday sent letters to 11 officials appointed to academic, or excuse me, academy advisory boards at the U.S. Military Academy, Naval Academy, uh, Air Force Academy, and it said, hey, you have until the end of the day to resign, and if you don't resign, you'll be fired. Now, these are not political appointees. These positions are granted on a three-year term, and the Biden administration, maybe because they would like to hmm, turn the instruction in military academies to things that the Biden administration deems important, like white rage, critical race theory, all those kinds of things. Well, they don't want people like Kellyanne Conway, Sean Spicer, H.R. McMaster, uh, Colonel Jack Keene. They don't want them on the academy boards. So they were dumped, summarily dumped, fired. Now, uh, Sean Spicer made the announcement last night on his show that he plans to sue the Biden administration. Here he is talking about the communication he received from the administration yesterday. All Trump appointees, including myself, have been kicked off the boards of the United States Naval Academy, Air Force Academy, and West Point in an unprecedented move by the Biden administration. I'm announcing tonight for the first time that I will not be submitting my resignation and I will be joining a lawsuit to fight this. Here is the email I received right before noon today. I am writing to request your resignation from the Board of Visitors to the United States Naval Academy. If we do not receive your resignation by the end of today, which is right now, and they won't, you will be terminated. Attached is a former letter. The letter says that the email states on behalf of President Biden, I'm requesting your resignation as a member of the Board of Visitors to the U.S. Naval Academy. Remember back during the inauguration when President Biden said, I'm going to be the president for all people, Trump voters, everyone else? Yeah. Where'd that go? Uh, it vanished into the ether. It was just another Joe Biden lie. Uh, Now, nowhere does the left say that diversity, equity, and inclusion is more important than with people who are not of the white race. Uh, But, well, it doesn't really apply if, for instance, someone who is black happens to be running for governor of a of a a blue state like California and is actually threatening to become the governor. I'm talking about Larry Elder. Uh, Larry Elder uh, was accosted by a white woman wearing a gorilla mask who threw eggs at him. Now, uh, on the scale of racial intolerance, wearing a gorilla mask being white and throwing eggs at a black man, that would be hard to top on the racial intolerance scale. Uh, Why have you not seen this story reported on The View or CNN or MSNBC? Were they talking about it on Morning Joe? Will Joy Reid play this video and prattle on about how awful, terrible, hateful it is? that poor Larry Elder is being subjected to uh, racial hatred as he runs for governor of California? (laughs) You know the answer to that. Of course not. 
Of course not. Because diversity, equity, inclusion only matters if it can be used to denigrate what is, you know, obviously the number one problem in America, which is white supremacy or whiteness. So this is laughable. This whole endeavor is laughable. Uh, Those who preach diversity, equity, and inclusion uh, do not actually practice it. And what happened to Larry Elder is unspeakably evil. But it's it's kind of one of those noble lies, similar to the ones that Fauci tells. Because... Sure, it's bad, but the ends justify the means, right? Because we can't let Larry Elder become the governor of California because then, you know, Larry Elder would probably appoint um, somebody to uh, the Senate seat uh, held by Kamala Harris that was a Republican, which mm, would mess with the 50-50 tie in the Senate and would give Republicans control of that Senate. By the way... Uh, You might think that with inflation raging and uh, service personnel returned to the U.S., um, having their funerals uh, with the southern border crisis that, you know, by the way, she's still in charge of, you'd think Kamala Harris would have some really important things to do that would rank higher on her priority list than going to California and campaigning for Governor Gavin Newsom. No. She has nothing more important to do than that, because that is where she is, campaigning for Gavin Newsom. And, of course, she's using the Texas abortion law, which what could be more important to women in California half a country away than a law in Texas that does not apply to them? Uh, that That is what Kamala Harris is citing as the reason why Gavin Newsom must not be recalled as California governor. Uh, She says, to arrogantly dismiss concerns about rape survivors and to speak uh, such empty words fueled with arrogance and bravado, that is not what we want in our leader. She's talking about uh, Greg Abbott, which, by the way, Greg Abbott's not on the ballot. He's the governor of Texas. It's an interesting case to make that Gavin Newsom should not be recalled because Greg Abbott is the governor of Texas. Maybe a better argument would be Gavin Newsom should not be recalled as California governor because he's done this, this, and this to benefit the state of California. Oh, but see, she can't talk about the fact that there are less citizens in California now than there were when Gavin Newsom took control. She can't talk about the condition of, oh, I don't know, L.A., San Francisco, all those cities that are hell holes because of Gavin Newsom. And she certainly can't talk about his personal integrity going out to eat dinner or sending his kids to private schools while he legislates against it. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.